Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chesapeake Hockey Week, Year 5, Season 5. How are you doing? We're here. I'm Scotty Waz. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to give us a little listen um, and all that fun stuff. Now, if you haven't been uh, you know, playing along at home, uh, Black Bear's own podcast, Defending the Den, release date Wednesday mornings. Won't get that here. I'll just plug that show and we'll move along with our lives. So Defending the Den uh, will happen on Wednesday. That is all about the Black Bears. So you guys can, uh, if, if you're if you're looking for the Black Bear content, it will be a day later. We are going to focus mostly on the other teams that we had with the, uh, with the Chesapeake Hockey Week um, to give them a little bit more time to breathe, a little bit more uh, focus space and all that jazz, as the kids like to say. Um, so Team Maryland, we'll talk about them. Stevenson's NCAA, uh, Stevenson's ACHA, big things happening there with that squad. Navy, of course, there are uh, a lot of big things going on there after both of their teams go to the national championships. We'll talk about what's next for those squads. Uh, Maryland, uh, Towson, Loyola, maybe Salisbury, maybe UMBC. Who's to say the world is our oyster? Um, we will get to all of that. Uh, in a bit, as uh, yeah, let's get started with the uh, the EHL and the uh, Team Maryland squad. Team Maryland coming off a uh, a a solid start of the season, and then kind of towards the end of the season, a little bit of a uh, a little faltering as they finished uh, in uh, the bottom part of the uh, the division, and that landed them uh, in the fourth spot. Twenty five wins, nineteen losses. Two losses in overtime for 52 points. Solid goals, four goal against, 157 and 149, so plus 18 goal differential. But they lost six, uh, their last six, and went uh, three and seven in their uh, in their last ten. So not a great way to end the year for the team. They uh, they played the Philadelphia Little Flyers, lost both those games in the playoffs, and now uh, look for answers in their fifth year in the EHL and their fourth year under Josh Fusco. As the head coach now, uh, starting off the year by ending last year, as uh, Owen Schmidt uh, is uh, committed to Finlandia University D3 uh, up there in uh, Michigan. I believe that's where Finlandia is. We'll call it that uh, until we go from <laughs> until someone corrects me. Uh, so he will go uh, there. He will start there uh, this fall. So he is there this semester. 22 points, uh, which included eight goals. Uh, with Maryland during his last year of eligibility in junior. So congrats to him uh, for that, and congrats to him for uh, moving ahead uh, in, uh, in life, in hockey. D3, nothing to, uh, nothing to, to cry about, honestly. I think, I think D3, especially now with the, uh, the amount of talent going in, probably a, a good talent pool and tougher competition than we've seen you know, maybe even five, ten years ago. Uh, but with uh, Schmidt leaving, we have to figure out what's going to happen with this squad going forward. And uh, we know one thing, J.J. Creighton will be back. He is the captain. The left-handed shot defenseman out of Youngstown, Ohio, will take the C uh, from uh, Sawyer Tanliff. And uh, he will uh, make sure things are going straight on, uh, ahead with this team uh, moving forward. Looking at the rest of the defense, not a lot of... Uh, Noticeable names. Devin Jolly will be back, or at least 
in the interim, this is all this is all per the EHL website. This is what the roster looks like as of uh, the twelfth of September. Uh, they will uh, Devin Jolly will be back with this squad uh, for this season, and those are really the only two returning players from uh, for Team Maryland. A lot of uh, rookies, at least three listed here. Uh, a lot of size on the blue line. Uh, Noah Gouge should be an interesting, uh, an interesting talent. An 03, uh, 63, 203. A lot of threes in that one. So he could be a big, uh, a big, big look on the uh, the blue line for that. Not to say nothing about Devin Jolly, who's 62, 190 himself. So uh, a, a decent sized blue line for T Maryland going into next season. Offensively, they're going to have a, a lot of uh, a lot of T a lot of guys back. Uh, Tommy Tracy. Chief among them, he is uh, he is going to be uh, a big part of this squad offensively. Him and John Rempe will uh, carry the flag from last year's squad uh, going forward. Lest we forget Ben Watson, the 6'2", uh, 03 out of Ellicott City, playing in his hometown. Uh, he will be back once again. But an interesting note is uh, T.J. Alvalino coming over from the Philadelphia Little Flyers. He'll be playing. He is listed here. With Team Maryland, he had 27 points in 44 games for the Little Flyers last season. Uh, a little bit of a thorn in the side for Team Maryland too, uh, especially down the stretch. So we will see what he can do. Uh, right-handed shot, uh, so uh, you know it's not terrible. He can also play defense as well. So maybe put him on the uh, power play as a uh, fourth defender up on the point, a la Sergei Fedorov, uh, and then see what he can do from there. But that's an interesting name. To pop out of there for goaltending, it's going to be a whole new crew. Uh, by and large, Colin Burke uh, played a little bit. Saw some dress-up time uh, with Team Maryland at the end of last year. And O2, it's going to be his last season of junior hockey. We will see what uh, what comes of that for him. Lincoln Crosby also uh, coming uh, coming over to Team Maryland after a stint in the USPHL Premier. With the Bridgewater Junior Bandits had a 13-12-1 record last year with a 9-15 save percentage. Played his uh, youth hockey with the Washington Little Caps and the Howard Huskies. So a, a local boy from the D.C. area. Played also with Montgomery uh, in their youth program. So a, uh, a, a kid that knows the area, that knows Piney Orchard fairly well, will be good uh, with that all-Maryland tandem uh, if him and Berkey can go ahead, or, or Burke can go ahead and... Um, get things going with that and not uh, not to be outdone is a, a right-handed catch Riley Matowski who's listed here uh, playing in the uh, Pennsylvania high school uh, leagues 11-5 and0 last year with four shutouts 187 goals against and a 929 save percentage for uh, Nash Hancock high and also played for the Pittsburgh Iceman 18u uh, going two one and one in the four appearances he had there last season so goaltending Looks to be very fruitful. Uh, some decent, uh, a decent amount of players coming back. You got a good leadership crew there, so we will see what this team can do moving forward. You get that uh, Alvinio, uh bump as well, so we'll see what this team can do. Hey, they get underway. Things are happening, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting things started, um, so uh, you best better be ready. They will be at Piney Orchard, the Den, to open things up. Little Flyers are in town. On Friday night, 7 p.m. puck drop there. Saturday, the 87s will be coming in from New Jersey. 7.30 start time there. 
Black Bears are in uh, Blaine. They'll be playing early, so why not go down and support Team Maryland? Uh, a uh, feeder system to the Black Bears. A ton of Team Maryland talent has moved up to the uh, the NAHL ranks, a lot of it with the Maryland Black Bears. So why not uh, go ahead and support the next wave of junior hockey players coming out of Maryland and uh, go down to Piney Orchard, 7 p.m. E- Eastern Daylight Time on Friday, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Don't you dare miss it as their fifth season opens up as well. Let's get to the Stevenson University NCAA uh, program. And let's start off with the men who had a, uh, a heck of a season last year. A lot of kudos for that team, but not the, uh, not the final th- that they wanted, uh, in all honesty. I mean, this is a team that uh, had uh, a, a good amount of, uh, of chutzpah to go. They were rip-roaring ready, and then just things didn't, uh, didn't pan out the way it's supposed to. And that's how, uh, that's how she goes, I suppose. But now they're back at it looking for uh, a little bit. They don't start until October. They got two exhibition games uh, at uh, Sunny Oswego and then against Wilkes. And then they start the season uh, full bore on the 28th of October. So we'll be getting to a little bit more of them as the year goes by. you got to figure there's going to be a lot, uh, a lot of players coming through uh, ready to go. Ryan Kenny, the junior phenom goaltender, uh, from uh, Sparta, New Jersey, he is uh, he has been stellar for this squad uh, in his three years. Coming in as a first year player and just uh, just been a heck of a heck of a talent for this squad uh, overall. Holds a lot of goaltending uh, honors, a lot of all time. He's the all time save leader for the team. Uh, Five time MAC Player of the Week uh, last year. Two time UCHC Goaltender of the Week. Forty three, fourteen, and four. Uh, after last season, and man, he is a guy who has uh, has a chip on his shoulder going into his final season. Wants to get uh, into that uh, that little D three national championship thing. Who can blame him? And uh, they just have to go ahead and go out there and take it all. And you got to figure there's going to be a lot more guys who have that chip on their shoulders. Uh, Justin Vickers, Evan Beers, uh, Seth Bergeron, guys who played a very huge role, including Frank Fertucci, who came from the University of Alabama Huntsville. Just a lot of guys who knew what to do, and they're gonna, you know, they're going to ha- step up. They're gonna see what happened last year. There's gonna be a lot uh, of new players coming through, uh, and we'll see how this all pans out. We'll see what uh, Mac Lowry can do in his junior season. We'll see what Brendan Wyrilo can do in his junior season. A lot of uh, a lot of players here that know how, what it takes to win. They've been there before, and now it's just a matter of following through. So we will see what happens. With the men, again, they start at the end of October, so we will have some time to digest and sit and watch the NCAA program and, uh, yeah, get things ready to go. On the women's side of things with Stevenson, uh, no schedule released yet, surprisingly enough, that I have seen. So we will have to wait, but last year, an even keel season for the squad, uh, 12, 12, and 1. Uh, had a heck of a run there late in the season as a uh, they were just uh, rip roaring, ready to go. Just, just, I think it was a big four-game win streak in uh, the end of uh, January. A big win streak to end out November and into December, into the uh, into the semester break. So this is a team uh, that is ready to go. This is the, they're going to be a younger team uh, for sure, and not as if they weren't a younger team, a young team already. But uh, you'll have a a lot of 
uh, leadership roles to uh, to fill. Nikki Kendrick, uh, Brianna Crossan, Elizabeth Goudreau, Trin Barkless, Ali Gibson, T. Ferrara, um, Paige Sullivan, all players that were seniors last year. I want to say, I want to say that uh, that uh, Gibson or Ferrara might be back. Not entirely sure for the fifth year, but I mean, uh, Callie Joe Zagula, Carly Aguirre. You're going to have Ashlyn Bray. You're going to have a lot of the old school coming into uh, into their final season, wanting to get there, get past the UCHC quarterfinals, which uh, they unfortunately couldn't do last year. But uh, a a heck of a, a heck of a troop uh, team that they got going on there. And I think uh, when you look at uh, all the things that this team has gone through and what Tori Emoff has done with this squad, it has uh, helped a lot. I think for this team to have uh have Emoff uh there to lead this way knowing what it what it is and how to bring in the new players bring in the younger the, the underclass uh underclass and then make them um take that leadership role in an early situation so that's always a nice little uh caveat to this we will see what they what what they can do um again big run last year um, they were 11, 8, and 1 in conference, so that's a huge deal there as well. It's just those non-conference games where they went uh, 1 and 4 that they're going to have to um, figure things out and uh, go from there. So we will see what their schedule lies. I'm assuming it'll be kind of heel uh, in step with the uh, men's side of things. End of October, we will see uh, them take the ice. Let's step it over to the ACHA side and uh, the Naval Academy. The Navy men, uh, fresh off of a ECHA regular season and playoff title, and then a trip to the national championships, which uh, ran into a hot Pittsburgh uh, Panthers team and just could not get past that first round as the 20 seed, but a good experience for everybody involved on that one. They uh, start up here in a couple weeks. They will play Oswego uh, on the 23rd and 24th up there in New York, and then they will come back home for their opening uh, opening home opener September 30th for the Division One side of things. So we will see how this team picks up off of what they played last year, uh, how they played it last year. A uh, a huge scenario for this team, a huge opportunity to build off this team. Uh, they have the plebes out there uh, doing the uh, scouting skates, so we know that things are just about to get going. Look like a pretty big class too of players that can come in. So we will uh, have to keep an eye on Navy, always a top team in the ECHA the past couple of years, always a team to look out for. So we will see uh, how much more we can look out for and see if they can advance, uh, get to another national championship, and then see what they can do from there. Uh, all, all bets are off when you have to deal with all that, uh, that good old uh, traction that is playoff hockey. Uh, any bounce can do. But Navy will start here in uh, next weekend. Yes, two weekends. Not this weekend, the next weekend. So the 23rd and 24th up in Oswego. <clears throat> and we'll have a uh, have a full full thing of that at the end of it. How about that, huh? Sure. Why not? On the D3 side of things, they have got their schedule out as well, and they'll start at Salisbury. They'll go out to the Eastern Shore and take on uh, the Salisbury Seagulls. And, um, yeah, we will see <clears throat> how this team can bounce back. A rough couple of years, uh, not for nothing. But um, they're going to have to uh, go ahead and have a pretty solid schedule 
uh, all things considered, when you look at uh, what they're going through. Salisbury, then Catholic on the road. Maryland's D3, I do believe, comes in. Widener, Newman, Georgetown, Maryland again. A lot of repeats here, and that's fine. Get to know your uh, opponent and then strike from there. I think that's worth it. Sung Su said that, didn't he? Probably not. In any case, uh, they will start off the same time as Navy at Salisbury. One game in the weekend. They'll go over the Bay Bridge, the scariest bridge in the world, and take on the team here, see if this team can get a bump up from what they have in the past few years, get it going, and make some hay as the sun shines. Is that right, it? Anyway, probably not. On the women's side of things, no schedule drop there, but it should be a very interesting season for uh, the women coming off the national championship uh run that they had um but at the same time losing uh, a pretty a lot of key components to that team julia chenoweth chief among them who was just lights out all season long um for her squad and you know the whole squad in general was just tremendous with what they were able to do um on the ice uh for the for the midshipmen and again another team that has a lot of momentum has a fair amount of uh players coming back so we will see what happens uh going on with that team nothing released just yet not a lot of uh women's schedules for the club that Loyola I think is the only one well and Towson and we'll get to Towson here in a minute um but uh yeah Loyola is another one that is uh going to be uh rip roaring ready to go uh, for uh, for their season ahead. But we will have to wait and see uh, with the Navy women and what their schedule does push out there. The Towson Tigers, uh, the men's squad, they are uh, with a new coach. Eric Hench has been named the new head coach of the uh, the Towson Tigers. <clears throat> so that's a, a big boost for them to uh, get things started like that. And Towson schedule, they will get going uh, the 23rd and 24th uh, at uh, uh, at Ice World against Duquesne. Um, it's really weird they have the home and away different interesting colors. But Towson University again starting off with the other team like the other teams are going in D1 uh, with Navy and all that. So um, shout out to them. Towson will go and play all the way through till uh, the Crab Pot. They end the season again with the Naval Academy. They'll play Alabama too. At the Ice World, so that's pretty cool. They want Bama. Uh, Bama comes to, or they go to Alabama in November. Alabama comes up here in January, so should be an interesting situation. Uh, coach Saban should be ready to go for this squad, as uh, yeah, as uh, they'll have to face a new coach as well. Going to be a good time. Uh, Ice World should be popping with the Towson team, and hopefully they can go ahead and get things uh, rolling back again to uh, their uh, previous glory. As uh, they've uh, as as they demonstrated in years past, now it's time to get back on track, get things going. New bench boss back there should make things happen. They they played fairly well last year against lower division teams, and I'll be blunt about that. Um, a lot of D two teams they faced off against, they you know they ran right through them. But they get to the D one level, you know, not as great, and um, ish happens, I suppose. We will see if they can bounce back with a new uh, bench boss uh, there, and we will see how this team reacts to that. On the other side, the women's side, not not the best of news, as uh, I put in clutchandcrabhockey.com that it was announced on uh, Saturday, that uh, or on Sunday, rather, 
that the uh, the women's team will have to shut up shop for the season. Um, and that is due to just not a lot of players. Uh, and I, I, on the comments of the Facebook post, um, the leaders of the team, um, Michaela, uh, Michaela Pernan, uh, Hanana Sokuluk, Kiana Craven, and Lane Sky said that there were about three to five players all from having a bare minimum squad. So um, the Towson women have been plagued with a lot of bad luck lately. They were back-to-back-to-back DVCHC champs in the middle of the uh, 2010s, but they went two years without winning after that. And then sparse wins here and there. They lost the 2020-21 season to COVID. Two wins last year. Um, So a tough go about it since 2016 for this squad. But... I think, again, like I said in the post, it's a smart decision because you don't want to be playing with five players and not be competitive and just lose the fun in it. And that's the crappy part about it is you just – I've been on teams like that before where you just lose the fun in playing hockey. So they're still going to practice, still going to have team events, which is awesome. Maybe be able to lure some people to go out there and try it and uh, how, how it goes from there. But uh, a sad state of affairs for the women – um, in that one, just because, you know, you know, the passion all of them have, even in a tough couple seasons as they've had, they've, they've stuck together and, uh, and done, done, done what they needed to do. But, uh, so it goes, uh, so it goes shifting over to Loyola real quick. Uh, they have their schedule out. And the interesting part about this one is the unveiling of the crab pot tournament for the women's side. End of October, 28th through the 30th. Awesome to see that as uh, happened a few years back. I want to say 2018 was the last time it was rewarded, awarded. And uh, now it's back, baby. We will see what teams can uh, jump down there, what teams are going to go in uh, get things going. So uh, should be an interesting scenario there. And uh, they will have the East Coast Showdown right after it. Um, but other than that, regular season games, only uh, eight regular season games. Overall, um, one of them not going to be there because Towson uh, shuttered up shop. So as of right now, only seven games plus the Crab Pot and the East Case Showdown before the playoffs for the Loyola women. We will have to stick tuned for that as they uh, they go ahead from uh, and see what they can make of this season. Again, started off hot last year, and then just you know the, they their roster thinned out due to injury and due to other things. And weren't able to uh, get what they needed for the end there. Um, they're usually a pretty solid team back there. We will see if they can get that uh, back up and going again. Stevenson. The Stevenson men's D3 and D2 programs have announced themselves. I don't know why I said D3 first. But hey, is what it is. It's game week for them. We'll start off with D2. They start off their season. They will be at the Reisterstown Sportplex on uh, Friday night. 7 p.m. start time. They will take on uh, UNC uh, Wilmington, uh, 15 seed. Always, uh, always rough to see them in the first round. Um, basketball jokes. And then they'll travel up to Rutgers in the Bridgewater Sports Arena. 9 p.m. start on that on Saturday. Uh, so uh, all games, uh, if available, will be on their YouTube channel. So you can go to Stevenson, uh, uh, twitter.com slash hockey and get the link for their YouTube channel and uh, be ready for that. The uh, D3 squad, they'll go down to North Carolina 
and uh, they'll take on Wake Forest on Friday night, 10:30 start there, and then they'll travel up to Greens uh, or stay because they're both at the Greensboro Lighthouse, and they will take on High Point uh, on 4:15 p.m. on Saturday. the The rosters look very interesting uh, for the uh, D two Scott D two side. <clears throat> Peter Skidmore and Jonathan Vitti will be the uh, the guys in net to uh, to come back, see what's going on, and and make things going from there. Brendan Jesse is the captain for the season. He'll have Chris Robinson and uh, Jonah Carlson as the alternates. Other uh, players coming back. Uh, Sean Blahat will be there. Uh, Dylan Canelana with his uh, last season, I do believe, on there, and Zach Garneau, who had a heck of a season along with Nick Hoover. Uh, last uh, last year, so they will be back, uh, ready to go. The D three side, of course, last year a little bit of troubles uh, for D three, but they're getting it going, and they got a ton of talent on this side here. So much so that uh, Marcelo Palacios uh, has moved from goaltender to forward. So we will see how that goes out. He is uh, alternate captain with uh, with uh, <laughs> Daniel Tregovov. As an alternate, Connor Melvin as the captain. Some uh, notable names on here as well. Jacob Claymesh Kreshk, he is back for the season. Had a couple uh, couple uh, games up there in D2. Played very well for himself, the hyphenated one. Tyler Johnson, Matt Cunningham in goal, along with uh, James Pellegrino in net. Uh, Evan Wachowski and Austin Hill will be the two guys to look forward to on the defense as well. So, I'll get started this weekend for the D2 squad. If you can get down to Reisterstown Sportplex, I, I admire, I say you do. It's a, not only is a solid area, easy enough to get to. There's going to be plenty of games to go at, uh, go at and have a fun time at as well. So a uh, couple home games. D3 doesn't start their home campaign until uh, October 1st, where they'll take on Catholic. Then they got UMBC, uh, some team called the Vulcans, and uh, go on from there. Uh, the D2 side, they again, they'll start off this weekend at home. Then they'll come back. Loyola, the Greyhounds have a D2 squad, or apparently. That's news to me. So, guess who's going to have to look that up? <laughs> and then they'll take on Maryland, who we'll talk about in a second. But plenty of uh, areas to do. And, of course, the crab pot for all these uh, club teams. Uh, February 17th and 18th, Maryland, Stevenson, Towson, and, of course, the U.S. Naval Academy. We'll take things on from there. Bouncing the team, Maryland. They got things going as uh, they are rip-roaring ready to go. D2 squad, they will start off this weekend uh, at uh, against James Madison at Laurel. And then they'll go to Richmond the next night. So they are rip-roaring ready to go. Terps, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna see a, a fair amount of uh, same guys for this D2 squad. Um Liam Eaton coming back for his graduate season. Andrew Muirhead also uh, jumping in there, as is uh, Andrew McMenemy, uh, Patrick Begofsky, uh, Begofsky and uh, Trevor Drake as well. you got to love the Drake. Got to love the Drake. Uh, Tucker Healy also, who had a hell of a breakout season for his first year, will be back in the roster. Daniel Tomaszewski and Hunter Airy will be commanding the defense with Ray McNamara and Jetson Koo. But Brandon, uh, Brian Teske, who is a, a Team Maryland alumni for the EHL, he will be starting his collegiate career with the Terps. Henry Peltier, Aiden Jones also back for the goaltending side of things as well. 
On the D3 side of things, didn't see much from the D3 uh, team last year, and, and and that could just be lack of updates, lack of games, things trying to bring bring them about. But their roster this season, um, to say stacked, they have 21 forwards, as it's listed here, nine defensemen, two goalies, and two on the practice squad. So plenty of talent on the squad. Plenty of guys are going to be walking in and out. Uh, they will get started uh, the end of September as they will uh, go to Catholic and they will start their home season uh, against the uh, the good old American University on October 15th. So D3, they're playing in the CHF, so they will have uh, they'll be in there with the Navy side of things. Uh, and I think Salisbury, I'm not entirely sure, but they will be there and uh, we will have to keep an eye on that. Of course, Florida Gulf Coast coming up into uh, up into Maryland this season, playing at the uh, actually Maryland going down there, the D two squad going to Florida Gulf Coast to play. So it should be a fun season for D two and D three. Nothing yet on the women's side of things. Have not heard much of anything. Kind of been radio silence for the uh, the Maryland women's teams as well. So we will have to when that when those schedule comes out, we will let you guys know about it. Um, you got to figure that those will, those will probably start late September, uh, if not already, uh, when the DVCHC sends out their schedule for the year. And you're probably saying to yourself, Scotty, Waz, buddy, um, what's going on with these other teams? I mean, you mentioned Loyola, you mentioned Salisbury, you mentioned UMBC. Um, I will do my damnedest to get these teams in here. And... I would be doing a disservice to everyone involved if I didn't. It's just a matter of updates. It's a matter of getting the information. Um, the CHF uh, is not necessarily the greatest about getting their scores up to date as soon as possible uh, before our airtime, so that's kind of rough. Um, also taking into account <clears throat> just what the teams update. Salisbury looks like they have a solid crew. Like They're updating a lot of things. They're very active on social media. They shouldn't be a problem. UMBC might be a little issue. Loyola might be a little issue. I mean, I didn't even know Loyola had a squad going on. So we're going to have to see what goes on with that. And if we can get something going, we will definitely get their, their updates on here as well. Um, and, you know, we will we will try not try to get everyone figured out in this season what's going on and how we're doing it. So, yes, I will try my best. And if those teams want to reach out to me, at ChesapeakeHWPod on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Reach me, reach out to me, and uh, I'm very good with getting things updated uh, or, or or being able to update the people out there, get your team's names out there. And that goes for anybody if you want to get something going. So uh, haven't gotten to the players yet, uh, and we probably won't do this week because the season just started for Pete's sake. Uh, not a lot of teams played uh, this weekend aside from the uh, NHL East Division and a couple of games in the South or one game in the South Division. So... Do have to give props to Lacey Eden. Uh, she played in the World Championships uh, this past uh, month in August. Brought home a silver with the USA. Had uh, two goals, two assists in her six games, I do believe. So a solid showing for her uh, in her second second World Championship, I think. So very cool to see. Very awesome for her to uh, get that opportunity uh, to represent her country. So. Big daps to her, bringing home a, sil a silver. Not what she wanted, of course, but hey, still young, still a lot of time on her hands uh, going forward. All right, that'll do it. That's it. That's all. 
we'll have a better structure next week. We will have games to talk about next week, and it's going to be very awesome. So I thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, again, if you want Black Bears coverage, that is tomorrow, Defending the Den. It'll be on the same uh, same podcast stream. So subscribe. Subscribe there, and then you get uh, you get the Face Off Hockey Show for free. You, I mean, you get all of them for free. You don't pay for this. I'm not going to make you pay for this. It's silly. Uh, Chesapeake HW Pod on Facebook and Twitter. You guys can hook up with me there, um, and then we'll have a good time, and that's where all the things will get published. But uh, until I talk to you guys next week, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. It's been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. You guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. Uh, stay warm or cool, depending on how it is down there. It can change at any minute. But uh, be safe out there. Play that clutch and crab hockey, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.